can you hear that music, sweetie? There it is again. You know what time of week it is. It's time for Burying Fake News. That's right. This is the show dedicated to blasting fake news and social media posts and righting the wrongs and the injustice that spewed on social media. This is science for non-science people. This is science for you, the every man and the every woman. First and foremost, top of the show. Huge, huge, huge thank you to the fine people who got involved last week. You know who you are, the Deviant Downloaders. Really appreciate the support. Uh, the Legion of Lewis, Mariella's Militia, the Battalion of Burying Fake News were available on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podcast.com, Spotify, and all over the internet. But for those of you who are new to the show, my name's Lewis, and I'm the soon-to-be Dr. G. This is Burying Fake News, and as ever... To join me in this crusade, it's my missus, my carer. You know exactly who I'm talking about. The boss, La Heffa, queen of burying fake news, lover of La Langlaman, the spiritual leader of the good egg nomadic tribe, your friend and mine, the great Mariella. Mariella, welcome back again to episode eight of Burying Fake News. I can't believe we're actually here. Hi, guys. You didn't think I could do that in one breath, did you? I, I was I was waiting to see what was happening, but yeah, I'm, I guess I'm less shocked. I've known you for quite a while. Now. I had to take a swig of beer after, but yeah, you know, I did it. <laughs> Absolutely. Never doubted you, sweetie. How are you doing on this fine day since the last time we spoke? Um, I'm doing all right, I think. I've had a pretty good week, and I guess I'm just kind of more waiting on, you know, what the news in the current state of the world is like. Um, ever since we've left off, I've been following uh, Jair Bolsonaro's uh, experience with COVID, and I'm quite shocked to be said. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, basically just that. Well, we'll get to that very shortly. Have you been following Twitter as of recent? Uh, you and I probably do not search the same parts of Twitter, so you're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> did you see what Elon Musk tweeted the other day? I have not. What did he tweet? He tweeted, send me your Bitcoin to this address and I will double it on the return. Like him, like Elon Musk tweeted this. His account, verified account. Well, technically, the verified account did tweet it, but it turned out he was hacked, um, probably by North Korea or someone after <laughs> some finances. Although I shouldn't make such sweeping allegations <laughs> I was like going to say, careful. Biden and some of the famous people, their, their accounts were hacked. I just saw Elon Musk tweet and I thought, I believed it. If it was Biden tweeting that and you saw, send your Bitcoin to this address and I'll return it in double, you think, nah, there's something not right here. But when you see Elon Musk tweet that, you think, oh, this this could be legit. Well, he is kind of like the eccentric uh, billionaire, isn't he? You think like, oh, he's at it again. He's at it again. So it wouldn't be outlandish for him to tweet that. Yeah, you think, oh, God, there he goes. Yeah, but it was a hack in the end. Absolutely. It was a hack, yes. Um, all a ruse to, to part people from their hard-earned Bitcoin. Oh dear, that's terrible. Do you know what Bitcoin is? I actually have no idea what Bitcoin is. I um, know the type of cryptocurrency, which is, I'm guessing is different to currency, so that's the extent of my knowledge. So, episode 9, feeling a bit of Bitcoin chat? Yeah, I think there's plenty of uh, mysteries to unravel there. Alright, well that's it, it's settled. Next week, episode 9, people. Tune back in for some Bitcoin, what it is, what it does, what it definitely isn't. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, we're not here to discuss that. We've got to be discussing about hydroxychloroquine, which somehow we missed on our radar or just overlooked or just assumed it was so ridiculous that we didn't need to cover it. But I think we, uh, the time has come. The time is now. I know. I couldn't believe that we just kind of overlooked this one because it was kind of like a big landmark in the COVID you know, fight. And at the same time, it was you know, kind of outlandish allegations. So I'm happy to be here doing this one. Okay, so let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. We're here to discuss hydroxychloroquine and its relation to um, coronavirus. Absolutely. So no one had really been aware of this. I'd say the first instance was Donald Trump coming out and saying, oh, we're going to use hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, I had never heard of it until um, Donald Trump kind of had this press conference. Mm -hmm. So they come out and says, oh, you're just going to use hydroxychloroquine. And there was no data, there was no evidence, there was nothing to suggest that this drug would work. And since then, that's pretty much been the case. There is no strong evidence, scientific evidence, to support the use of hydroxychloroquine for preventing or even treating coronavirus. Um, it's not approved by the FDA for COVID treatment. There was a u emergency use authorization, like compassionate grounds, because 
uh, it might do something. And then they actually revoked, the FDA revoked its emergency use authorization, stating it was, quote, no longer reasonable to believe that the drug was effective against COVID-19 or that its benefits outweighed the, quote, known and potential risks. Yeah, um, I was going to say that. And the, I think the shocking part for everyone, at least for me, was that, you know, they came out, at least Donald Trump came out looking so confident about this. And all of a sudden, you know, it was rolled back. And I still don't think the rolling back of this approval has had enough light shed on it. So people are still quite adamant about using this to treat COVID, though there's no data actually backing this up. There is nothing to suggest this works. There's plenty suggest that it doesn't. A randomized double-blind placebo-controlled study of hydroxychloroquine in 800-plus people found it did not treat COVID infection. And then in June, the hydroxychloroquine in the UK recovery trial was discontinued after about 1,500 treatments and showed it just had no mortality benefit. Well, I guess, yeah, that's pretty strong evidence against it then. That's that's straight to the point, but if we flesh it out a little bit, so in in, uh, March 17th, AAFA, scientific technical people, they sort of said favourable opinion including the use of chloroquine. And then it was on the March the 19th, so a couple of days later, when Donald Trump came out and he, he kind of started promoting it. And he actually said, while discussing treatments of COVID-19, the FDA said it was approved very, very quickly, which was true. And the reason why is because we don't know if it worked or not at the time. You know, Compassionate grounds, it may do something and nothing else does. By March, doctors, dentists, they were writing prescriptions for it, um, for their family, for themselves. Sudden demand just caused... Uh, a lot of prescriptions of the uh, prophylactics. Yeah, Yeah, a huge surge in it. And then by the 24th of March, so we're talking five days after Donald Trump had come out and endorsed this, a man died and his wife was left in a critical condition as a result of ingesting a product containing chloroquine phosphate. And it's actually designed for treating sick fish. And they obviously just saw chloroquine and thought, yeah, let's take that. Ooh. That doesn't sound very good. Well, what they took is fundamentally different to what was being prescribed. I mean, it's it's not fair to say these people took chloroquine or hydroxychloroquine and died. They took something that kind of contained bits of it and died. Oh my gosh. And is chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine the same thing? Very, very similar. So they're both quinoline rings and with a little uh, tail off. Chloroquine, I think it's just a methyl group on the end, and hydroxychloroquine has a, a hydroxyl group on the end. So that's like the chemical nature, and that's the difference between the naming. Quinolines are quite fun. It's an amino quinoline, I believe. And in human consumption, consumption, would it make a difference if I took chloroquine versus hydroxychloroquine? Uh, I think hydroxychloroquine is more effective than chloroquine, and in cases when chloroquine has resistance, you can use hydroxychloroquine, although now there's a lot of evidence to suggest that actually they're both relatively well tolerated and in what they're supposed to be used for um, which is not COVID-19 so after these idiots die or one one idiot dies and the other's left a pancake on March 28th the US Food and Drug Administration issued their emergency use authorization this is just to get it used try and treat anybody and everything they also issued specific guidelines for a generic version of the drug and then on April 24th, you know, just shy of a month later, due to risk of basically heart issues, they canned it. Ooh, so actually sounds like there was some pretty serious um, effects that they were saying that they couldn't actually, you know, justify retreating COVID. The side effect on, on this is just horrific. On April 29th, uh, 2020, there was the preprint of a retrospective cohort study on MedArchive of more than 320,000 individuals that were not treated, not sorry, 320,000 individuals that were not infected with COVID-19 but had been treated with a combination of HDQ and another drug, and they cautioned against treating patients with it based on how bad the healthy people were doing. Oh no, that sounds terrible. It gets even juicier. Um, based on uh, results of a study published in The Lancet. Remember that paper we spoke about last week and I said, if it's there, it's good. If it's not there, it's obviously something's up with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The World Health Organization suspended hydroxychloroquine from its glo- global drug trials for COVID-19 treatment due to safety concerns. Ooh, that means it's really serious then. It gets even better. The risk was also described in a retracted study in France, Italy and Belgium, which banned the treatment. And even cooler than that, the Lancet study was retracted. The original one that had 
said hydroxychloroquine could be used. Yes. Oh my goodness. So it's been banned and theories have been retracted. That's some serious uh, firepower for academics and the medical field. So as I said last week, The Lancet, this is like a top medical journal. And if it's in there, I, I do trust it. It really raised the alarms about the safety of the experimental treatments that they were going through. So they retracted a paper. And about an hour later, the New England Journal of Medicine, which is another fine, fine journal for, for medicine, retracted a separate study which focused on blood pressure medications from COVID-19. And both of those studies relied on data from one company. So the retractions came at the request of the authors of the study that they published. Wow. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I mean, wow. Does it take a lot to, I mean, imagine it takes a lot to retract a paper, doesn't it? The Lancet study gained so much attention because it went further than other observational studies. And it had found that the drugs were not associated with improved outcomes for patients. So it's kind of agreeing with what we already know. And the study was purportedly based on patient data from about 670, I think it's 671 hospitals on six continents. Wow. They also report the drugs corresponded to higher mortality. Oh, no. And this is where it gets interesting. All the trials indicate that this drug does nothing. However, the Lancet study was saying, well, it actually causes more death. Oh, no. This is what led to the pause of some global, of, well, this is what led to the pause of several global clinical trials studying hydroxychloroquine because of safety concerns. They just said, well, it's not ethical to test something that we think kills people. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it was even worse. Like, it, you had less chance of surviving if you actually had hydroxychloroquine than if you were just left untreated. Possibly. And here's where it gets more interesting. There was some... Um, Outside experts, people who looked at the data, kind of raised concerns with some inconsistencies in how they were portraying their data, and that there clearly some numbers, such as the numbers used to elevate the death toll, may not actually be a, a total of all patients. Ooh. The data saying it was useless was, was uniform, but they didn't have that same uniformity over fatalities. They asked the company that compiled and analysed the data called Surgisphere to explain how it sourced the data. And scrutiny continued to grow, and the authors on the paper, who were not affiliated with that company at all, called for an independent audit and said, Well, we, you know, we need to audit this data just to confirm what we're hearing from experts who aren't us. Oh my God. And then in their Lancet statement on Thursday, this Thursday gone, on their Lancet statement, they said that Surgisphere was no longer cooperating with the independent reviewers and would not provide the data just on one little section of it about uh, increased mortality. And as such, the reviewers are not able to conduct an independent private peer review, and therefore they withdrew the peer review process. Oh, that's quite a scandal right there. Exactly. And experts who, well, experts scientists who looked at that data and saw those inconsistencies raised similar concerns about the new england journey which i, I alluded to earlier with the, with the blood pressure uh, medications were safe to take people with covid19 also based on data from surgisphere this company and in the new england journal retraction statement that the authors just said because all authors were not granted access to the raw data and the raw data could not be made available to a third party auditor we are unable to validate the primary data or what they've suggested and we retract the article and we apologize for the difficulties of this. Oh, dang. Well, so does anybody have the data? Has anybody actually looked at it? The, the company aren't giving it up, who's conducted this ridiculous, you know, massive scale study. Oh, my goodness. What What's interesting about this is these are two incredible high impact journals and the people whose names are on those papers are going to be made. They're going to be able to get more grant money going forward. And yet even though the, the general assumption or the general conclusions of their papers are both in agreement, and even though the general conclusions are in agreement with other papers that are not retracted, just because of one element of it, they've both decided to pull their paper. And I think that shows what science is at its best, just utter honesty. And that's where we need to move towards and, and that transparency. Absolutely. And making these scandals a lot more public than they actually are. Mm -hmm. Because it comes down to the data itself. Yes. So, and then following that on the 17th of June, they, the WHO just cancelled all trials, the UK recovery trial, we, we cancelled ours, everybody cancelled everything. The data that was collected that were announced on the UK's recovery trial, and if you remember, recovery is the same people who funded the dexamethasone, the dexamethasone 
trial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They both were in agreement that hydroxychloroquine does not result in reduction of mortality of hospitalized COVID-19 patients. Okay, so to be clear, this has been banned in parts of Europe. It's been retracted. It's not being Correct. used. Yes, for, for, for COVID-19, COVID-19 use. use. There are still parts of the world that are using it, aren't, aren't there? I'm pretty sure the U.S. is still going forward with this as a possible treatment. Brazil certainly is. They are sadly misguided. The data suggests strongly that it makes zero difference to their life it's not like the dexamethasone which is still in my opinion the best treatment out there currently over standard of care oh wow yeah i'm pretty sure even in mexico we're using it too and it's all because you know one person very confidently suggested that this was a treatment without even being a doctor or a scientist of any kind yeah so this is all, all quite recent but anyone who's using it if it's for COVID, should not be using it. Um, I know Peter Horby, who's the Professor for Emerging Infectious Diseases and Global Health in the Nuffield Department of Medicine over at the University of Oxford, of the chief, and he's the Chief Investigator of the Randomised Trial of Hydroxychloroquine, said the recovery trial has shown hydroxychloroquine is not effective in patients hospitalised with COVID-19. Ten days later, on the 15th of June, the FDA revoked their emergency use authorization for hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine. Oh gosh. So, I mean, this is what, at the end of the day, you know, what bridges science and politics, isn't it? It's you want politics based on science, you want healthcare that is based on science and not um, whims or political stances, right? And it's really sad that this is still, you know, going forward in many countries, even if the data is saying, you know, not only is it not working, it could be dangerous. And even then you've got people in the top journals saying it doesn't work. And then they've said, but a little bit of what we've said, alluding to it being worse than it is, we're going to take out. And it would be very easy for them not to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's the level of disparity we've got between scientists who are generally correct, but just to a small part of it that isn't, they've retracted their entire what could be a career-making move. And you've got politicians who spout nonsense have been proven that it's nonsense and double down on it. Yeah, the doubling down is the shocking part, right? I mean, I'd have more respect for anyone who was like, you know what, never mind, this is not what the data is saying. So um, I was going to ask, is it possible that it does work on certain people? Or would that just be, you know, a crazy uh, no. coincidence? Based on the data, it's shown that it is no better than standard of care alone. Oh, wow. That is to say, if it does work, it's not worked any more convincingly than supplementary oxygen and a ventilator would have. Yeah, so it could just be coincidence that someone had this and improved them, but it's not actually attributed to them. Well, that's why we have these double-blind, randomised trials. Yeah, very complete trials. Oh, well, that's really concerning. So, and, and anyone who's, yeah, anyone who's left on the hydroxychloroquine trials, they've, they've been taken off now, and I think they've been re-randomised start another part of a trial yeah well i would definitely want to be uh reassigned because <laughs> initial data is not looking good <laughs> no i don't i don't know anything about the company surgisphere we can definitely talk about it if people seem somewhat interested but that's the company that are hiding the raw data so to speak which is they should never have done in the first study to be honest mm-hmm. but it's probably a company trying to look after its bottom line. If it can get a Lancet paper instead of a lesser impact paper, you know. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of sad, but I guess um, another thing we don't really realize in our day today is that a lot of the studies, I guess, are given to external um, entities to do the analysis. And then with these sort of things where we've got time pressures and a lot of things at stake, there could be private interests in there that, you know, are being pushed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a big fan of looking at people whose work is retracted. And you'll see that some people have a trend of several retractions, and there might be a postdoc whose name appears on a few of them. Yeah, you know, I've always been fascinated by retractions. Um, I won't name any names, but, you know, and I think this isn't egregious. Mm -hmm. um, But more highlights the the transparency or honesty of the first authors i think that the content of the comments is pretty much where it needs to be 
I think that the editorial in general is still a valid commentary piece, even though the data has not 100% been allowed. Um, we know it's not good and we know it has serious side effects. And in the end, I think it's science at its very core and very essence, right? It's the ability to say, we are trying this. This is the method we used. Oop, it didn't work, right? I mean, there's no reason for everything. The most fascinating thing about hydroxychloroquine, it didn't work. And the most fascinating thing about hydroxychloroquine is it's not, for some people, like a scientific study. For some, it's like a religion. Mm -hmm. That's what I don't understand. There are some people who cling to this, and I don't know if they're just sycophants of, of President Pig shit or they just wished it would work so they can go about their day blissfully ignorant. I don't know what the answer is to why people treat it like a religion. Yeah. But it's not being treated like a scientific endeavour, and that's the bit I don't understand. Yeah, and exactly that, you know. Outside of scientific fields, I'm obviously I'm talking about the general populace, the public. Yeah, and I think it's part of maybe of our culture of, you know... Um, don't ever say you're wrong you know and don't ever admit that you're wrong and i think the very again the very essence of science is that it's i have this you know this stance this position and when the data shows me otherwise i can change it right absolutely i have no problem changing my opinion if the data suggests it because that's how science works it'd be lovely to think that we were the center of the universe but the data suggests we're not so we're not yeah exactly so what a shame. What a shame, really. Yeah, you go back in time. Galen believed that our jaw was in two parts, and he believed that because he looked at the dog's jaws. You weren't allowed to dis- dissect people. It was illegal in, in that mm-hmm. time period. So we dissected dogs, and he said, like the dogs, that pe- humans have a, a, a hinged jaw that, that is, is two, two bones, one left, one right, with a space in the middle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until we started cutting up people, and we realized that was wrong, and we said, oh, no, we're not. Like you're going to show someone a skull with a jawbone on it, and they're going to say, no, that's, that's not one piece. Yeah, you know, and, and again, in, in the field of neuroscience, for the longest time, people thought that neurons communicate because they were actually physically touching each other. You know, they were interconnected. And it wasn't until really? Ramon Cajal, yeah, until Ramon Cajal, you know, oh, wow. experimented, and they said, no, they actually don't touch. Their communication is um, electric, it's chemistry, it's, it's not actual physical interlinking. And again, you know, it's okay to change your mind. Yeah, yeah. Down a neuron path, it's it's electrical. Unless you have um, we call Schwann cells, which 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 they're like insulators that go around the the neuron, and they, they kind of skip that bit, and then they get to a gap synapse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's how yeah, the synapse is a. And then you, when the electric when when the signal reaches there, it releases acetylcholine, and it's a chemical reaction that's picked up by the other end of the neuron during the space. And then the electrical bit starts again. Yeah, and that's my point. You know, like, of course it would have made sense to think as an initial hypothesis that, you know, well, they're interlinking. You know, how else would you communicate? And it would take an experiment to say, you know what, actually the data is showing us something else. And then it's okay to change your mind. And ideally, you know, politics and healthcare systems would also follow this model of, we think this could work. We've tried it out with this experiment. You know what, data is not looking promising. We have to look elsewhere. Mm, Absolutely. Um, so that's kind of the deal with hydroxychloroquine. Um, it doesn't work. It's never worked for COVID-19. And it was pushed as this random solution and people just took hold of it and ran with it. And all the data that's come out has said, no, it at best does nothing. At best, it does nothing. Yeah. When it first came out, what did you think, Dr. G? Like when you heard hydroxychloroquine? Oh, I thought it was lies. I, I thought I would, as someone who is a relatively fit relatively young man uh i thought i would rather get covid and have standard of care than deal with the potential side effects that i know of hydroxychloroquine hmm. really interesting but yeah oh, yeah it's a, it's a horrific horrific drug yeah it sounds it so for me i didn't i knew why why they were th- saying these things i knew what they wanted it to be and i knew it made sense mm-hmm. but i also would rather, unless it was life and death, just be at home miserable with with COVID. Yeah. No. Well, there's so many more questions, um, you know, surrounding this uh, this medicine. Then I have tentatively been trying my best not to answer any from the quick fire, not so quick fire, but sometimes quick fire round. But that being said, would you like to move on to the quick fire, not so quick fire, but sometimes quick fire round, milady? Yes, please. 
The suspense is killing me. All right. So with the meat and potatoes out of the way, let's get into this little bit of the show we call a quick fire, sometimes quick fire, but not so quick fire round. I'm sure I got that wrong. Where we just go through common FAQs. Today, guess what? They're all about hydroxychloroquine. If you have any common science cues, no such thing as a dumb question, send them over to us, bearingfakenews at gmail.com. Sweetie, fire away, number one. All right, so number one, hydroxychloroquine is an actual medicine. Um, what is it actually used to treat when it's not COVID? Malaria, and it took me about four efforts to not say it in the previous piece. It was originally designed to treat malaria. It's an anti-malarial. Wasn't it used to also treat um, lupus? Yes, it can also be used to treat um, lupus and, and arthritis and um, uh, uh, cutaneate harder, but it, its biggest or most common treatment I associate it with is treat, treatment and prevention of malaria. Yeah, because I remember part of the problem was um, that, you know, the big surge of people trying to get their hands on this thing uh, was that people who actually needed it, like people with lupus and these chronic conditions, they weren't getting enough of their own medicine and they were like panicking about that so i thought that was quite mm-hmm. kind of sad um second question so why did the u.s health department and donald trump think this medicine specifically could be used to treat COVID 19 why this one i think they hoped it would work i think they hoped it would be a very quick fix and i think that's what they wanted they wanted something that would not cost a lot of money and not cost them a lot of time and not get them bogged down that, that's why. Is there anything in the actual chemistry of this medicine or of the ailments of malaria and lupus and arthritis and COVID that could suggest that it would work? Like a scientist would be like, yeah, we could try this out and it would be a reasonable idea. Um, well, lupus is an autoimmune disease, so I don't know too much about it, but probably not. And then in terms of uh, malaria, m- malaria is not a virus it is a, oh, it's a plasmodium, it's, it's a microorganism. So that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not a virus either. So if we go back to the, the timeline, remember on March 17th, the um, Italian medicine agency expressed a favorable opinion of chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine to treat COVID-19. Yeah. And that was, again, an, an an Italian exclusive medical agency, I think just trying anything and everything. And I think their study was cheap and I think it was poorly executed. And that's why they got erroneous data. I don't disagree. That's what they saw, but I don't think that's what was happening. Two days later, Donald Trump says, oh, oh, chloroquine this and hydroxychloroquine that. He's heard the Italians come out and say this. And he's just probably been told by one of his caretakers (laughs) caretakers <laughs> you know <laughs> one of his childminders. oh goodness yeah well you know let's not worry about this mr president you know the italians are saying hydroxychloroquine is a really good treatment for it and we've got loads of it it's cheap and it's ready to go so instead of coming out and saying what he should have said which was we're concerned and our thoughts go out to those who are affected by this we have hope that chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine and that's what we can uh, can be used to to treat that's what we're going to be looking investigating now and we'll keep you dated. He come out bold as brash, scared of what you said, you know, scared of saying no or failing and being like, oh, you hydroxychloroquine, and it works, it's that, it's this. And I think because it's the first thing he happened to say, I think all the Trumpanzees just, you know, rallied around it like it was the fucking holy grail, you know. Yeah, like I said, they really doubled down on this stance where, you know, everything points to the contrary. Yeah, they treat it like a religion. Don't, I don't understand it. Especially if- because like I would think that malaria and COVID don't really have similar symptoms at all. No. So it's kind of strange that they think this medicine specifically for that would, you know, work on something like COVID. Well, this is what I don't understand is, for me, I don't know why they didn't look at antiretrovirals instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have made more sense. It's a virus, you treat it with antiretrovirals. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know why they didn't start looking at remdesivir earlier on or um, lopinavir or ritonavir earlier on because these are antivirals. These are, in my opinion, more likely to be effective against a virus than yeah. a half-baked loony theory that come out of a trash study. Yeah. So the next question is... 
why does hydroxychloroquine not work on COVID-19? Could you shed some light maybe on the chemistry or why it wouldn't work? The mechanism, the mechanism of action on how it works in malaria, there you go, is quite interesting. It, it Essentially, what they say is really funny. It, it changes the lysosomal pH within the body. And the lysosomal pH is, is what transports a microorganism into the cell. It could also transport viral DNA into a cell or the virus into the cell. What I, I struggle to understand with its mechanism action, which isn't particularly well understood in itself, is that a lot of people say, well, it increases the pH and makes the lysosome acidic. Whereas my understanding is if you increase the pH of anything, you don't make it acidic, you make it basic. So I don't just even understand the language that a lot of this is reported on. But one thing's for sure, it's definitely to do with what they call toll-like receptor 9 or TLR9, um, which that recognizes the DNA containing immune complexes, um, including the production of uh, interferon and causes dendritic cells to mature, and it blocks those those TLRs on uh, what they're called plasmasoitoid dendritic cells. But again, right. this is what we... This is to our best guess, especially when it's on microbes in within a viral attack. I, I'm not even sure. Again, this is a, this is a drug that people don't even know how it works when it does work. Yeah, and a virus is very different from a microorganism. Oh, so, huge, vastly different. Yeah. Yeah, a bit weird that they thought of that one. And then the other part of it that's strange is that it, it increases pH, but it must do this in a in a way that is not just donating protons because the molecule itself is you know it's got a, it's got a proton donator and a proton acceptor on the same molecule so it, it has no net ph hmm. if anything i would probably really call it basic work. because you can actually get a quaternary ion so i'd probably call it more towards basic than i would acidic which contradicts some of what is being said unless it works in a different way and, and that may well happen because i'm not a biologist and and that may be mm-hmm. a thing yeah so you mentioned before that there were some horrific side effects to hydroxychloroquine. Could you explain a little bit more what they are? So quick tip for anyone out there who ever takes a drug. The fuck, I just throw my pen around. Anyone who ever takes a drug, for anyone who, that's how I, <laughs> this is how passionate I am about this. Quick tip out there for anyone who ever takes pharmacology, pharmaceuticals, anyone who ever does this, and they always say to you what's common side effects, always say diarrhea. Because no matter what the drug is, it's diarrhea. So with this, it's no different. There's diarrhea. Um, you can get nausea, stomach cramps, uh, headaches. And these are kind of the things that you want. You want? Yes. Because more adverse side effects is damage to the retina of your eyeballs, is uh, neuropsychiatric adverse effects, such as agitation, mania, hallucinations, psychosis, mm-hmm. catatonia, paranoia, depression. that can make you suicidal. It, it can destroy your 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 internals. It's a horrific drug. Oh my goodness! And they, I mean, do people who have malaria and get treated with this have these side effects? Yes. Oh my gosh! No wonder they suspended the trials. That's why I said earlier I would, unless it's life or death, I'd rather go on standard of care treatment as opposed to this. Yeah, sounds like a really unpleasant time to be honest. Liver failure, loss of hair, muscle atrophy, vertigo, weight loss, the list goes on. Oh gosh, well that's a very aggressive um, medicine then. Awful, yeah. It can include vomiting, yeah, and best heart, heart arrhythmia, rheumatic diseases. Oh, my goodness. Um, Alright, second to last question. Like I mentioned before, Brazilian president, Jair Bolsonaro, also kind of like a fan of Trump. Um tested positive for COVID-19 a couple days ago and he apparently reportedly is using hydroxychloroquine to treat the virus and he's really doubling down on you know that it's working on him what's the best case scenario of using hydroxychloroquine like in his case and what's the worst case scenario um I I don't think he's using it at all I think if he is using it it's because he's from a developing country that doesn't have any other options but likely he's not using it and it's more likely that it, this is more another political play oh gosh and if he was to use it in a you know best case scenario it doesn't really help him get better in a worst case in a worst case no he has some sucky side effects which make him weaker and will push him backwards best case scenario he survives from no or minimal side effects 
and it, it has no net change on his overall prognosis. Huh. And so the last question, which I'm pretty sure I know the answer to, would you, would you, Dr. Gooch, uh, use hydroxychloroquine to treat COVID-19? I would rather piss glass. <laughs> That's really painful, and you'd rather do that. <laughs> I would rather piss molten glass. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> All right, well, fair enough. I mean, from what you've told us, I believe that. I definitely believe that. And I am shocked that even at this point, politicians still, you know, double down on this. Well, some politicians, but it's, it's an awful drug with awful, awful side effects with no known reported upsides or benefits. And I think with that, we should conclude our quick fire, sometimes quick fire, not so quick fire. What the fuck do we call this section again? Sometimes. I'm going to try a third time. We're going to conclude our quick fire, but sometimes quick fire, but not so quick fire. Our quick fire, sometimes not so quick fire, but sometimes quick fire. A quick fire, not so quick fire, but sometimes quick fire round. I'll see how that one comes out on the edit. <laughs> if you're wondering why we're laughing, it's because I've had to just do a massive edit job. <laughs> Send in your questions to buryingfakenews at gmail.com, but now it's time to move on. Sweetie, save me before I run out of breath. <laughs> uh, we're moving on to my favorite part of the week. This is the only reason I do this show. Play that funky music, my boy. Oh, another great piece of music. And it can only mean one thing. It's Tweet of the Week. Again, you know the address. Send them to us when you find them because they are out there in the wild. Don't let them get away with this shit. Sweetie, kick us off. Number one. In the wild. You're hilarious. All right. Number one. Rich people, politicians, artists who have COVID were treated with hydroxychloroquine. But thanks to the lies of the media and the left, poor people were left without medicine. Because left worked hard for HCQ did not reach them. Governors spent overpriced millions to pocket. Ooh, conspiracy. So the right wing are blaming the left wing for not getting access to a drug that doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of followed the first part and then I kind of got lost in the second part. I'm like, governors spent overpriced millions (laughs) to pocket, and I don't know how that makes sense either. Yeah, I know. I'm not too sure we're talking about, you know, the left working hard so it didn't reach poor people or reach them. And then I don't know where the governors spent their millions. Well, I don't know about governors, but I'll tell you about mayors. Are you ready for this one? Yeah, hit me with it. You should contact Cuomo from NY. He allowed 35,000 NY to die of COVID. Actually, contact all Democratic governors and mayors. They'll explain to you why they banned hydroxychloroquine. And why doctors couldn't prescribe this drug that could have saved their patients' lives. Oh, wow. Patients. <laughs> patients, yeah. Also, and um, to die of COVID. <laughs> All Democrat governors and mayors are apparently the ones that pocket the money. Their death is the result of Democrat governors and mayors. Yeah, apparently so. Maybe this is the governors are not, talking not- about. Not Republican Democrats, not not Republican Democrat governors, not Republican mayors, only Democratic ones. I know. Uh, again, you know, where do people get this information from? Yeah, cocksuckers, aren't they? Number three. Would like to know why Ohio is not working to get our COVID numbers down by allowing people to take hydroxychloroquine. It's proven safe, effective, and affordable. Those that have taken it showed remarkable improvement within hours. Why are we letting people die? Woo. Is it, in fact... <laughs> no one who has taken anything for COVID has shown remarkable improvement within hours. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd have a fucking vaccine, and that's what we would have. Also, oh is it proven God. safe, effective, and affordable, sweetie, for COVID? Well, it might be affordable. I mean, depending on really where you are in the food chain over in that godforsaken country. But it is affordable. It's cheap compared to... Well, even Remdesivir is cheap. It's just the resale that's not. And we spoke about that last week. Yeah, it's affordable. It's not an expensive drug because, again, it's already been designed and made. And, and when I said earlier they wanted a quick fix, this is what I was actually alluding to, was that the drugs already had all the necessary safety trials. It's already well-documented uh, pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics. 
they understand the drug profile very well, the dosing very well. It was a quick fix because if you get a new drug, it's a lot of groundwork you have to do before it can go from an idea all the way to market. Yeah, um, I forgot to ask. Um, can you get it over the counter? In America, you can get anything over the counter, can't you? <laughs> well, this person thinks it's safe and effective for COVID, which we have discussed is not. Do not take. Gets better with number four. Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah. 5G has been neutralized in USA slash with Tesla technology. 369 energy, frequency, and vibration. They are treating water with HCQ and zinc healing trials. Uh, zinc healing trails in the sky with organite healing crystals and HCQ. Oh my god, I could not have even made up this tweet if I wanted to. There's so much <laughs> happening. <laughs> this is what he says. Do, do you write these tweets yourself? Do you find them? Do you really think I could fucking write that? <laughs> I know. I mean, it includes 5G Tesla, a random 369 healing crystals. Oh my god. You know what that bit's all about, don't you? No, what is that about? Ah, 369, stand real fine. Open that shit sucker to me one more time. Oh. Get low, get low, get low from the window to the wall. <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> Uh, my mum might be listening to the next bell and say the next line. Oh, please don't. That sweat dripped down my balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure your mother's I... just covering her <laughs> face with her hands right now. <laughs> oh, she does that whether I'm talking or not. But yeah, there was so much going on in this tweet. You know, organite healing crystals, HCQ. I can't even believe they're all in the same sentence. I have zero idea what any of this means. <laughs> I thought we were talking about chemical tra uh, um, trails, but I, I, I don't understand what they're treating with water and in the sky with organite. And more importantly, 5G neutralized? What? <laughs> so 5G was a problem. It was causing it. And then we neutralized it with Tesla technology. Yeah. Which is 369 energy, frequency, and vibration. Oh, my gosh. It's so insane. So I have no idea what's going on. And, and I mean frequency and vibration are energy and vice versa so i don't i still don't know what that means well this one makes a bit more sense it's actually quite cute oh this is a nice one this was an old lady <laughs> number five sir respectfully we thank you for this but we do not want vaccines we want hcq or other treatments we are seniors and they are trying to kill us off we don't trust their vaccines can you please work on a preventive medication approval Thanks so much. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> this was an old lady replying to a Fauci, a CNN news piece. So just, Aww. again, I say it every week. It, it's it, This is true. All these tweets have come from real people. I vet them. I go through the accounts. I make sure they're not just bots with a first name and three numbers after them. These are people who think and, and tweet like this, and all her tweets are like this. They're very um, polite, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which is unusual for a yeah, young. I mean, and to be fair, like it's it's funny because a lot of the stuff that they're saying is like, you know, who's trying to kill off the seniors? You don't think vaccines what got us to senior, you know, having senior citizens around where kids are not dying at the age of five from measles? And at the same time, it's like we want HCQ or other treatments. Oh my gosh! And the other thing is when you peel this away. There's one sentence in it that actually really highlights what kind of why this show exists and why an anti-science and anti-fact rhetoric is so prevalent right now. Mm -hmm. Can you find it? Um, would it be we don't trust vaccines? Exactly. We don't trust their vaccines. That's not someone saying, I don't believe in them. That's not someone saying, I don't get blah, blah. That is someone saying, I don't trust yeah. it. And that's what we need to work on is making people believe in science if that makes sense i guess we shouldn't have to but clearly there is a huge gap in communication between those we're reaching and those that we're just not reaching yeah that's a good point i, I can appreciate how polite this tweet was so i do like this one i thought it was funny i yeah. thought it was funny yeah but not as funny as number six are you ready oh let's see my god how stupid can people be hydroxychloroquine z-pack zinc has proven to stop covid19 hospitalizations if used immediately at two dollars it should be free and liberally used it's only med that Fauci and han stopped from testing saying they don't know if it works at fbi <laughs> i can't handle the at fbi like the poor guy who handles the <laughs> fbi's like twitter must be like what <laughs> he's going hang on what <laughs> yeah what am I supposed What do you to got do? for us today? Aliens? You got Jelaine yeah. Maxwell's whereabouts? What have you got? 
uh, some woman here thinks that, uh, some bloke here thinks that two dollars a pop and zinc and hydroxychloroquine have proven to stop COVID hospitalizations, and we need to investigate Faust. <laughs> Good work, agents. Let's keep it up. Should any medication be free and legally used, or liberally used? Well, it should be free, let's say, but should it be liberally used? I mean, it depends on the medication. <laughs> should HCQ be used liberally? No, last resort. <laughs> oh, I hope the FBI For malaria. Is person. Keep the ball rolling with number seven. Right, yes, number seven. I thought that was, for some reason, I thought it was yours. Okay. Ooh, number seven. Oh, what a treat. Okay. God is love. Keep your booger hook off the bang switch. Take your HCQ and zinc. Communism fails every time it is tried. I don't know what any of this means. I don't know if it's a typo. I don't know if this is just an old person. I don't know what a booger hook is. The bang switch, I think. A trigger? I don't know. Like a a bang switch could be a trigger on a on a gun and there's plenty of those in the states i'm tempted to say booger hook is your nose i'm not too sure what a bang switch is though and i don't know why zinc would be all of a sudden incorporated into the hcq oh that's another story for another podcast but ultimately communism fails every time it is tried <laughs> so weird god is <laughs> god is love. if you think that going against HCQ is American, you're a communist. I know, and, and again, like, what is this obsession with communism? Oh, they're, like... they're all communism. And... Oh, gosh. I, I'm just sad that we, I would love to do, you know, an, an, a whole episode, an hour-long tweet of the week of hydroxychloroquine and communism, because there are so many tweets. Well, it tells you all about the uh, American school system. Oh, God, and, and speaking of so many tweets, number eight, Hydroxychloroquine works, but the media don't want you to live. Let the book burning begin. This is what the beginning of communism looks like. Ask the Venezuelan refugees how this works. First they knocked down statues, then they burned history books. What? I don't know. I literally have no idea. The poor Venezuelans are like... What? <laughs> Again, their whole accounts like this. This one's just loads of hydroxychloroquine and fucking American flags and hashtag two A and M A G A and all that inbred shit. But oh my god, no idea what this one means at all. Oh my goodness, yeah, I'm very confused. It starts off with hydroxychloroquine and then burning history books. So very confusing. Number nine, president of El Salvador announces that he is taking hydroxychloroquine says most world leaders doing the same yes snowflakes trump was right again say no to communism and millennial lies <laughs> Ooh. i forgot about this one it's a pretty good one like this is what i really like i need to know what the president of el salvador is saying immediately whatever he's doing i want to do <laughs> and i like the conspiracy of like most world leaders are doing it and that there are such a thing as millennial lies I'm, I'm sorry I didn't actually Google that quote. Um, I don't even know if this is real. I presume not, but deluded all the same. And I love the most, the most world leaders are taking hydroxychloroquine. Really? Are they? Trump was right again, snowflakes. Say no to communism yeah. and millennial lies. <laughs> I know. I feel so special. Entire I, generation can have lies. I, I don't even know what it is meant by that. If it's just people my kind of age range spouting lies or if i have my own set of lies that are very different to everyone else's lies i've no idea no no clue no clue so more inbred debauchery bullshit but thankfully it's time for number 10 and number 10 is the special one number 10 is the palate cleanser number 10 is just for those out there that this is the light in the tunnel this is just to prove that there are still leaders of truth out there that there are still people who will stand up and purport the actual what is accepted scientific truth and will change their mind if better data comes out and this was tweeted by at doc bastard my kind of guy quote i miss the days before the internet and social media when ignorant fuckwits had no outlet for their bullshit opinions so they had to keep those bullshit opinions to themselves Ugh, ain't that the truth? All the millennial lies contained. All the millennial lies. It's kind of what Lyndon was saying, is everyone has the same platform now, and that's part of the problem. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if Donald Trump is spewing this thing, you know, saying this or that, or whoever's saying this and that, 
then everybody can see it live in real time and it just causes a massive uproar of you know conversation that's more like screaming at each other into the abyss and misinformation and, and people who don't actually know what they're screaming about which makes it even worse unlike me and it's directed and meaningful screaming like we do here but that's another story <laughs> Lots of screaming going on elsewhere. Lots of screaming. And we'll be back next week screaming with Tweets of the Week. If you do have any tweets of these, I mean, I don't want to call them all boomers. That's not fair. Some of these people are young and just... No, I shouldn't say that either. That'll be an edit. (laughs) (laughs) Young and ignorant. To be young and ignorant. (laughs) To be young and ignorant. (laughs) Another edit, folks. Um, These these, uh, people who clearly never really grew up from playing with their crayons if you do find them send them to us um, but in the meantime in between time that summarizes or surmises concludes concocts and rounds up today's show on what have we been talking about last hour hydroxychloroquine thank you if you've made it this far you need a medal good god knows you deserve one bearing fake news the show we give you the ammo needed to blast bullshit knuckle dragon and softball cretins who spout it and shit up your social media we want to stem the incessant flow of fake news science what the fuck can you hear that what was that wow it's my empty pier point explains the screaming <laughs> i'm i'm um gesturing for my butler to bring me more jarvis puns <laughs> <laughs> Um, where was I? Oh, yes. Science for the non-science people. Science for the everyday of the every woman. We hope you had as much fun listening to this as we did making it. We were on a tight ship here in a very professional show. <laughs> uh, we'd love to hear from you. There's that email again. It's also in the link. Check us out. We're on Facebook, YouTube. Subscribe. Help us sanitize the web of misinformation out there. It's getting tired and I'm getting late. Maria, just say goodnight. Good night, guys. And don't forget to change your mind when you're presented with new information. Thank you.